Brian Bushlack is back with Business Briefing on AM 770 KTTH. All right, welcome back on a holiday edition of Business Briefing. Hope you enjoyed Thanksgiving, and let's get right to it. I sat down on the phone this week with Pat Stone, the president and CEO of Williston Financial Group and WFG National Title, to talk macroeconomics and local real estate. Let's go national and international in this segment. Well, Pat, I love the Bloomberg Business Week cover story recently. Stimulate this. In fact, I even emailed that to you. It featured a reflection on John Maynard Keynes. And I think what intrigued me most was the comparison between today's recovery and the moment way back in 1937 when recovery from the Great Depression collapsed. And whether that was due to tax hikes, cuts in the New Deal job programs, or otherwise, that's still debated uh, the only difference today in the article, they say, is it's Europe instead of the U.S. flirting with deflation. And in the article, it was really interesting because an MIT economist said, and I will quote, we are really at a 1937 moment right now, end quote. Do you agree with that? I mean, should we be concerned? Well, yes and no, Brian. I, I think his point uh, is that that the the underlying fundamental economy worldwide is still is still in question. Growth is still in question. We've obviously had uh, slowdowns in Europe and China this year that have been notable, uh, and also in Japan. And um, you know that causes a lot of concern. Uh, so I would say yes, in the sense that the overall world economy is still very vulnerable. I would say no in the sense that uh, since that article came out, both uh, the Chinese, the Europeans, and the Japanese have taken action to mitigate the problem, um, you know, have uh, uh, eased rates, uh, have postponed tax increases. Um, the uh, World Bank and uh, the people involved uh, in global banking or uh, in the World Bank and the IMF are much more proactive now than they were in 1937. We're still missing probably uh, and will continue to be missing the physical responsibility on the part of the governments. They can't get congruence on action. So that is still a problem. We do not uh, we do not do the necessary infrastructure investment. But I think the uh, the World Bank's, uh, you know, the Fed and the Chinese counterpart and uh, Mario Draghi in Europe and the, and the uh, Japanese are all active enough on the financial side um, that they've quickly responded and uh, and made uh, made money cheaper. I guess if anything, too, Pat, they have the U.S. as a role model, right? Well, you know, we've certainly done better than anybody else, Brian, and I think people are aware of that. Um, you know, we've been we've talked on your program before about Bill Gross's comments regarding the cleanest dirty shirt in the laundry, and he turned out to be right. The uh, U.S. has actually seen more economic growth because we have had the more proactive uh, – uh, we've had a very proactive Fed and a very proactive financial policy – um, we're still missing uh, infrastructure investment. Uh, we still have some issues, but we are growing. Our unemployment's coming down, and I think people see it. And uh, the austerity uh, crowd has has uh, uh, probably lost favor, especially in Europe. And uh, we'll see. But I'm 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 a little bit more optimistic. I don't see this as a 1937 moment, just because there's probably more awareness of the issue and a desire to prevent that. 
Okay, we can all take a deep breath now. Pat Stone says we're going to be okay. Pat Stone, the president <laughs> and CEO of Williston Financial Group and WFG National Title, joining us. And speaking of stimulus in the uh, Department of Stimulus, Bloomberg also reporting that a Japanese economic advisor called on economist Paul Krugman to persuade Japan's prime minister to hold off on another uh, sales tax hike after the last one pretty much pulled poured cold water on their economy. Uh, Krugman downplayed this, but I find it very interesting, Pat, that an American economist and a commentator has that much influence in Japan. What's your take on that? Well, I, you know, um, Paul Krugman is a Nobel Prize winner. He is highly regarded all over the world. And I think because he's become more public with his editorials in the New York Times, people tend to forget that he is a really highly regarded economist and has been for a long time. I think you couple that with the fact that he has been uh, he's been probably as correct on this recovery as any uh, public voice. In other words, he has uh, repeatedly uh, been right or close to right about what was happening and how it happened. So I do think people look at him as a very, very knowledgeable man and a very reputable economist. Now he's also a political, he's become somewhat of a political commentator, but uh, I, I'm not surprised that they're paying attention to him. When they, when they raised their consumption tax in April, it really derailed what was looking to be a recovery. And, um, you know, fortunately they've postponed further increases, but they really, uh, they, they, I think they, they missed it on that one. Well, hopefully at least got a first-class airline ticket out of it on the trip over and back because that's <laughs> a heck of a trip. Now, back home, Pat, the Fed continues to wind down its stimulus and the bond-buying program at some point will, quote-unquote, raise rates. But shouldn't that be raise rate, singular, as in Fed funds rate? Last time Greenspan tried this, what, 2005-ish, 6-ish, it failed to lift long-term rates, and he called it a conundrum. Why will it be any different this time around? Um, I don't know that it will be. Um, I do not know that. I mean, I think the uh, the overnight rate that the Fed controls will be raised. Um, I think the Fed will probably do that in late 2015 or 2016. But the thing that's happened here, Brian, and, and uh, forgive me uh, uh, for expressing uh, absolute amazement that people don't get it is that we're no longer an independent economy. We are in a global economy. Um, actions by the Fed or by our government in and of themselves do not get do not necessarily get the desired result. They will have impact. Uh, they will change things. But uh, the idea that somehow if you raise the overnight rate, long term rates are going to go up. I don't think that there's a I don't think that that correlation is direct anymore because we're in a global economy. Um, I mean, most of our major corporations have access to borrowing uh, almost anywhere in the world. I mean, this is it's a different world now. Pat Stone, the president and CEO of Williston Financial Group and WFG joining us here on Business Briefing. I'm going to avoid any data points, Pat. You have scolded me politely in the past not to rely too much on you know month-after-month month data, but are there any trends out there that you're seeing that maybe we should keep an eye on? You know, the thing that, uh, the thing that I watch and have watched for a long time is a correlation between consumer confidence and consumer sentiment. And, um, you know, when the, when the bubble was going on from uh, 2005 to, uh, through 2008, consumer confidence was running um, significantly higher than consumer uh, sentiment. And then when the crash came, 
consumer confidence was way below consumer sentiment. Now, for your listeners, I'll, I'll explain the difference. Consumer confidence is a series of questions that's act, asked monthly to people, and the questions are typically in 12-month or less time frames. And so it's how people feel right now about uh, things that are going on, how they feel right now about their job, their life, the ability to buy things, so forth and so on. It's a very short-term perspective. Consumer sentiment is uh, has some questions that are five years in length. So what you're getting with consumer sentiment is more of an assessment about how you feel about where you are long-term. How do you feel about your future? So consequently, sentiment didn't go down as far as confidence. Um, and it did, sentiment didn't get as high as confidence when the uh, when the bubble was going. Right now, the two are pretty closely aligned, which I think is healthy. Um, people are looking at the world both today. Uh, they're looking at it today with uh, increasing enthusiasm. But that enthusiasm is directly in line with their overall assessment of where they are on a long-term basis. And uh, consumer sentiment is going up. Now, I, I watch consumer sentiment because in the real estate industry, one of the biggest issues we have is the lack of the first-time buyer. Now, we, is, we, that's a, a very incorrect thing to say because uh, I think about 29% of all home purchases um, last month were by what they call the first-time buyer. Historically, that's run as high as 40%. So that is directly impacted by people's confidence in job longevity and potential pay increases and their outlook in the economy. So consumer sentiment is going up. It's going up in concert with consumer confidence. It's a very healthy indicator. More with Pat Stone. We'll talk local and regional real estate when Business Briefing continues. 